Kaputa's Network. Hi, this is Evan Track with the Freebirds Network. Today we bring you another episode of 40K Radio. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 72 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me tonight is Amy. Hello. And JF. Hi, I'm JF. <laughs> and today we'll be talking about all the cool stuff from the Warhammer Day preview, which was just a scant few days ago to us. Hopefully just a scant few days ago to you. And But first, as always, we'll talk about what we've been doing hobby-wise. And we'll start with JF today. I have been building a Thunderhawk. <laughs> nice. A plastic Thunderhawk. A little Thunderhawk. A tiny Thunder. A, thunder, no. a Thunderhawk Christmas ornament. Because <laughs> seriously, you could totally do that. And it's great. It's a cute little model. I'm fairly happy with it. Um, I haven't done my Fire Raptors yet because... Remember how happy I was that the Space Marine planes did not ha- come with options, which mm. made them easy to build because you didn't have to agonize over choices if you're one of those morons that likes his stuff, WYSIWYG. <laughs> Fire Raptors have options, Ooh, options, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, they're still cute planes. I'm still going to make them. Which is great. Like once I have that, I'm, I might get myself some Forge World ground assets, and I'll have nice. just a massive amount of Space Marine planes. It'll be fun. Yeah, thanks to Games Workshop for giving us uh, preview copies of the Thunderhawks and Fire Raptors. Mm-hmm. I, I wish to I them together. The, the thing is, like, I'm this is like this is weird for me because there's so many things that I've been really really excited about, and. I know that they feature like painted versions of some of these early models, but the painters who do that get them even earlier than we do. Mm. And so I don't like, by the time I get them, all of that hoopla and, and fun fanfare is behind us. And, and I, I feel like I feel like I keep showing up to the party and I've got my drinks and I'm dressed up. I've got my platform shoes, my sequin shirt and all that. And, but like people like, the, the, the DJ is already packing up, and, and we're, we're not like we're not dancing anymore. So it, I don't know. Like it's it's cool to get the stuff. I'm not like I'm not gonna complain about models, and like it's it's fun to be able to have them early enough that we can talk about them. But also me. <laughs> How about Amy? Um. So. Um. I have a pinched nerve in my shoulder, which is, um, like fine, really like it's fine mostly, but it does make everything pretty irritating to do. I did. Um, I am right now as we record this, uh, basically taking a break from, uh, a lot of airbrushing. I finally finished putting together and more importantly, basing all of, other than the two models that need big conversions, all of my 40k friendly army for Adepticon. So oh, don't talk to me about 40k friendly Adepticon. Things. No, no, we I can't talk. No, it's real good, but so, it's also bad. Anyways, it keep is. Going. Um, so I've discovered like, all right, so I airbrush prime pretty much everything now. 
um, because I live in an apartment in, in New England. And so it is like super inconvenient to do it any other way. Um, and like, I find the actual process of it like varies in, like I just get into it and I go and I, I just do my little thing. Right. But, um, like getting myself to the point of like, Hey, how about you sit down and like prime this enormous mountain of models you have to prime. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. Maybe later. Maybe I'll just build some more. And so then it just gets worse, right? Like, um, cause I got the new, uh, Harrow Deep box for oh. Underworlds. And so I was like, well, let me just build these real quick. And so I'm like, crap, now the pile is bigger. So I have a um, question. Do you guys get the nightmare where like you're sleeping soundly and like suddenly your closet explodes open and this monster that's about seven feet tall made entirely out of unpainted malls just creeps out begging to be primed? Oh no, I just have a I I have a fort built out of okay. sprues it's you, fine uh, you and forts there's yeah you need yeah. to talk I'm to someone about person. that no it's yeah. fine okay keep on um, going sorry yeah so so that stuff's like primed and ready to go and i can like get back to cranking that out at speed i did i did book my flight for adepticon <gasps> i know and so i'm like it i'm I will say that uh, the app was very sneaky about where my credit from my last flight that got canceled was. And so I almost missed it, which would have been bad, but I found it. Um, so, yeah, so I paid twelve whole dollars and um, I have flights and it feels I don't like I'm I'm still like unable to become optimistic. <laughs> like, I, I like how I should be, but I'm like, hmm. I like I how for the last up. few years, um, you and I and my brother Phil have been going through the same uh, song and dance where when you ask me, when should I land? I ask my brother, hey, when are we getting to Chicago? And he gives me the same answer every time, which I relate to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. It's a good time. You know when it is. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I have a I am cranking that forward i'm like all right i guess we need to be this real because because now i'm at the point right where i'm like well if i have everything done something's going to happen right like if i'm done with everything early something's going to happen but also i'm not doing that thing where i'm like if i have to leave for the airport at like 7 a.m i'm painting till 6 30 like i don't <laughs> i don't want to play that game again um so i'm trying to find a balance and uh, it's not going great because GW keeps sending us more cool stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, I could just do this instead of literally any of the things I'm supposed to be doing. That's cool. Uh, so that's that's where I am. How about you, Matt? So <clears throat> we have started our Necromunda campaign. Hey, yeah. Got one, nice. one, one game in so far. It's It's been fun. Uh, my <clears throat> Deloc gang is coming together. I had to wait for the... Forge World. I got the the weapons pack and the uh, the heads because nice. you don't get all the you know you don't get every weapon you, that you want in the right. box. And uh, with the heads, something they don't tell you. So when you put the Delac models together, they have a little like neck piece that goes in, and the head sits on top of that. Yeah. Well, the Forge World heads don't require the neck piece. So uh, in in preparing oh, no. to assemble things, I of course put all the neck pieces in because it's not very clear. And now I'm trimming the necks off oh, no. heads to uh, to fit them wow. in my models, but 
I feel like this was just a PSA. This was just like a oh, warning. big time. Like, hey, if you're gonna get these, Ooh, watch out. don't do that. Um, but the camp, we uh, have five people in the campaign. Um, one person is playing the enforcers, so they're sort of, uh, you know, they don't fight over territory like the other gangs do, which makes it kind of interesting, but um, been fun so far. And I also joined a Blood Bowl League. Ooh. Oh. What are you playing? So I'm playing Goblins. Excellent. Um, I have not been able to play it, though, because I thought I had the Goblin team, but I had the Snotly team. Uh-huh. Um, so my Forge, the Forge World special weapons and stuff are, are uh, I had to make two Forge World loaders. It was kind of sad. Oh, no. um, They're showing up tomorrow, so I'll be able to get those together and start playing. Um, So, we had, uh, you you know, you're talking about the Necromunda, and so with, uh, like, I I was saying how I need all the old Rogue Trader Kill Team stuff to be back in Kill Team, because that'd (laughs) be really handy. And JF brought up that he would like uh, Kill Team rules for Necromunda gangs, and I was like, well, that'd be sweet. That'd be just fine. And I was thinking about it further um, after saying that, and it would be neat. So you know how in Blood Bowl you have certain tiers of teams to a certain degree? Like teams are just a little weaker, a little more elite skill level to play properly. I feel the Necromunda gangs should be that. They should have a little something that makes them more challenging, just to represent that these are quote-unquote civilians for the right. most part going up against actual like indentured you know, indentured no just you know <laughs> career or indentured soldiers right or biomorphs my goblins are tier three that's the worst yeah <laughs> which makes it all the more fun and we're really proud of you for it they... i was gonna make a joke about you playing uh, playing blood bowl and basically having become the vegans of wargaming um <laughs> but then you said goblins now and i as well no you're fine you're fine they we uh the league uh, has uh 12 players i think and it's separated in two divisions right so all the tier ones are in one and i think the twos and threes are in the other so nice that's good yeah. Let them be over there. So yeah. how have you told um, all your entire family and coworkers yet that you play Blood Bowl? <laughs> hey, two of my friends are in the Blood Bowl League, so uh-huh. they're down there with me. <laughs> It'll happen. Like you're you're like three years from telling random oh, yeah. baristas about your Bowl. team. <laughs> so it what also what we started playing is and this is unfortunately one of the things that is only available at Barnes and Noble but Blitz Bowl. Ooh. Which is really fun. So it's Blood Bowl light, you know, your 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 guys what's interesting is for some of the rules, right? It's it's more like um once somebody scores a touchdown, another ball just pops up on the field, right? There's no resetting, it's just a continuous game. Um, and your guys never die if they get would get knocked out they just go back to your dugout but you can bring them back on the field um the mechanics are really interesting and uh we've been having a lot of fun with that there's uh different you put out like challenge cards with stuff like oh score a touchdown knock down three players and you get points for that so it's actually a pretty high scoring game and the game is over when that deck of challenge cards runs out or somebody it has 10 more points than their opponent Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and like I said, like guys never uh never come off the field. I'm also playing goblins in that. And uh you it's very specific what you get for your team too, right? So the box game come, comes with cards for all the different guys, um, and tells you how many you get. So humans get like 
two blitzers, a thrower, a catcher, and a couple linemen. They have like six guys total, where goblins have eight guys total. And every turn on your turn, you get three actions. So one of those actions for the players in your dugout is to bring them on the board. So you can just, I could, you could first turn just bring three more guys on the board. It's a pretty little game. I'm disappointed. It's only available at Barnes and Noble because I feel like you could run like a fun tournament with that. But yeah, you know, stores aren't gonna. I mean, they could get sell some Blood Bowl teams, but they can't sell the base game. So right. So I've uh, pretty much transitioned to specialist games at this point. Um, Welcome aboard. <laughs> it's a good time. I, I'm not playing in the latest 40K league at my local gaming store, but I am, as everybody else is, preparing for the friendly. Yeah, buddy. Oh, man. Once we're done here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you my idea for friendly, and you're going to you know, lose your goddamn mind. And I probably <laughs> won't do it because it's too ambitious. I am <laughs> super biz- busy, lazy, busy, leader, both. both. Either way, you know. Yeah, <laughs> not a good combo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we had the big Warhammer Day preview just a couple days ago. I got to see a little something for every game. Um, the biggest thing, well, one of the biggest things over 40K is we sort of get a preview of what the next two codices are going to be. I'm excited. <laughs> I am too. Uh, as as we have talked about, you know, oh, they can't be anywhere straight strings. We of course always forget about our friends, the Custodes, mm. which are basically. I never space forget the Custodes. I especially don't forget all the money I spent into Custodes Forge World models that are <laughs> sitting in boxes. Actually, very interesting from a narrative standpoint too, because this is about a gene stealer cult invasion on Terra. Yeah. Yeah. Which. Which is, I mean, you gotta understand like the significance of this, like especially yeah. like on the tail end of the uh, of the Octarius campaign thing. I, I feel like it's funny, like with with Vigilus and Psychic Awakening, Games Workshop beat the drum so loud about big advancements in the storyline. Oh, the fluff will never be the same. And now they're doing like these things where. I don't. I don't think we've talked about this, but like the uh, the first book of Wars on Octarius talks about a device invented by orcs to in, um, interrupt the hive mind and the synapse network. Like this is this is huge stuff. Like the implications are super fun for people who want to do complex conversions and weird things. Like you could do like a narrative campaign where you have an orc army that is an orc detachment and a tyranid detachment and just like convert these little control things into, there's so much you can do. And that just goes under the radar. Nobody's talking about that. Like, like people are making videos about like size creeps of models, but you know, no one's talking about <laughs> this huge thing. And now, Oh, there's a GC cult on Terra. And like, Eh, whatever. Mega shrug. It's like no. <laughs> that means, I mean, no, like, that's like pretty important. Geostrical. Like not just the fact that they're on Terra. I mean, that's uh, fine. Yeah, that's big. But that means that we're we're looking at potentially having like some more background on 40k Terra instead of mm. just a 30k Terra. Mm-hmm. But also that means there's a beacon for the Hive fleets yeah. on Terra. Usually. Hive fleets go where there's gene stealer cults or gene stealers because there's this psychic beacon there calling them. So the reason why they don't go to Terra is because there's no reason to. And now there is, and that's huge. That's enormous. It is absolutely <laughs> gigantic. And people are like, ah, oh, man, can we talk about like those vouchers? 
Yeah. Well, no, I mean, cool. No, don't, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I know Rule's Head will probably prioritize the rule. It's just... But I, it's so cool narratively. It's, it's immense. Because Terra is also hyper-populated. Yep. Uh, there's so much they can do with this. Like, they, they've basically given themselves a blank check to do a lot of really cool things with Gene Steeler cults and, and Tyranids. Now... It could take a decade or two before Games Workshop <laughs> actually, you know, pulls the trigger on anything, but it's nice of them to show us the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Check off Gene Steeler. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you're unsure of why JF's comment about Terra being highly popular is important, please go look up how Gene Steelers reproduce. Yes. Or go watch mm. it. Same kind of thing. <laughs> Almost. But uh, yeah, it's that is a huge, huge deal that they've that there is now a Gene Steeler cult on Terra. Um, I'm excited to read the pamphlet in the box set and see, you know, sort of where, I where they're taking. I usually don't put much time into those pamphlets, but this one I am reading religiously, like mm-hmm. a cult member. <laughs> <laughs> For reasons. No, it's super exciting. It's like when you announced that box, like uh, I was, I was on a, a Discord channel talking to Amy and my brother, and my brother was talking about how the uh, the last last box set, which had uh, Grey Knights and Thousand Sons, was all for him because these these are the armies he likes. This is just like every single model of that went to him. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> on the opposite, this is this one's for me. That's yours. <laughs> I am, I am a big Gene Theater fanatic. I have a small force of Custodes. The, the, I, I'm going to be playing with my toys alone, going pew pew, bang bang, <laughs> snarl. It'll be great. <laughs> I don't need friends. <laughs> and and with this box set, of course, you know that's we know that now that those are the um, likely last couple codices for the year. You know whether depending on how shipping goes, whether we see them in January or not. But we've got. Custodes and Gene Steeler Cults. And we get a new the, model for each. The cover on the Gene Steeler Cults book is uh, great. <laughs> oh. it, I mean, I, I think it was Adam that was saying like that usually Adam already, I don't know, like, they both sound the same, aka British. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there was one of them was saying how like usually you see Genius or Cult, and there, there's a little bit of the goofy cartooniness of the 40k stuff that filters through. Yeah, like it's creepy, but it's not that creepy. That cover is super creepy. Mm, like yeah. there's something, there's something uncanny valley esque about the the cult members on that cover that you it's don't that- get. It's like that wave of zombies in whichever zombie movie it was that had the wave of zombies. Was it World War Z? I don't remember, but they like oh, yeah, acted yeah, like yeah. water. And it's like that mm-hmm. kind of, it's just this unstoppable wave of... Yeah, crazy. Scary, scary alien critters. So cool. And and with those box, that box comes two new models um, for mm-hmm. these... Uh, for these codexes, I'm disappointed I'm not getting my jeans through called Flyer. I still think they need mm. to get, like, a mass loader. Cause yeah. Yeah. Just having rules where your bomber drops rocks would be amazing. <laughs> but we do get a cool, but, like, looks like a demolitions expert kind of for... Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, have you noticed that the box comes with a lot of characters for Gene Steers? Like, four different yeah. characters? <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Well, I mean, it goes with hand in hand. With their codex has just a ton of specialized characters, and they've put a lot in that box. And and this one seems to be new and has uh, just a lot of bombs. It's great. <laughs> I do like the um, the two different head options for the Gene Serial yep. Club character too. Those are both really cool, and we get a lieutenant for another another HQ character for the. Adeptus Custodes as well. So the interesting thing is um, because the other models are all very, like, because they're very statuesque, right? Mm. Like, they're big, shiny, and they just sort of mostly stand there. Um, And this dude is, like, running in, which I like. Like, I like the more dynamic poses that they've been doing for, like, literally all of them. Um, But it does make it kind of look like he's running in and the rest of the army's like, yeah, (laughs) go ahead, buddy. We'll catch up. There he goes, running in again. Look at There he goes again. I'm going to name mine Leroy. (laughs) That tracks. Yeah. And for Age of Sigmar, we have, I like this, the Magkin of Nurgle book coming out. Yeah. They are my main Age of Sigmar army when I get to play, and they were one of the first books from last time around, so I'm excited they get a new book and only one new model, which makes it easy for me. Yeah. I'm hoping that um, when we get demons for 40k, that a little more of the fun stuff from over there comes on over <laughs> to our side. Because yeah. I do love the Magikin of Nurgle. I'm painting Nurgle right now. I really enjoy painting Nurgle um, and not in that like slapdash, I'm just going to throw some paint on it and some typhus corruption and call it a day. Um, like I just, it's, I really love it. I do all washes and glazes and mm-hmm, contrast mm-hmm. paints and inks and oh, it's so much fun. And so I'm like looking at all these you know, all the Sigmar maggotkin models and I'm like ah, yeah, I mean that over here would be great. I like don't play a lot of Sigmar, so you know I also have three other Sigmar armies over there. It's fine. Give me plague marines riding those huge flies. This is what I'm saying. There is no reason they cannot. I mean, they're probably pretty heavy. Have you seen the guys that ride the plague flies? Because they (laughs) are not small. I guess. Hmm. I'm done. Give something. Anyway, yeah. Magikin and Nurgle. Make it happen, EGW. I but. do like that this new sorcerer has a fly head. Yeah, that's always fun. I love that option so much. I see, this is one of the things I'm kind of enjoying is, and again, like, I like having choices and all, but the fact that some of these choices are moving from you have a difficult decision to make about which melee weapon your dude's going to have to... Yeah, well, what numbers which, you yeah, need to go on this model. <laughs> exactly. It, to, it, it, it's slowly shifting to this is your guy and which which face do you want him to have? Right. Hey, is he wearing a <laughs> helmet? Is he not? Does he have a fly head? <laughs> Did your genes here call Demolition Expert fail at some point? <laughs> or are they intact? The best part about that burned face, though, for her is that, like, she is smirking a little bit yeah. about it. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, you know, she hurt herself, but she took somebody out with that, too. Yeah, you know. There's a little bit of orcs in the Eugene Theater. There really is, and that's 
I mean, and that goes back into that cover, right? Is that like, because orcs are funny and ridiculous and that's why we love them. But also a green tide is terrifying. It is. That's the thing that I think I like about some of these armies. The armies that taken on a small scale individual level are kind of funny and ridiculous. And the moment you expand them, like the their thematic, the brutality for the uh, for, for for the orcs and, and the body horror for the gene stealers. Once you put them on a large scale, like it switches. Like there's something that changes from being ha ha, this is adorable and funny to oh, oh. man. <laughs> well, oh, you no. know, you can just picture the <clears throat> Adeptus Arbites going in, right? They kill like the five cultists. Like, all right, we got them. What's behind this door? And then they open the door, and there's just a thousand more back there. Yeah. I mean, rather like what's been happening with the um, Angels of Death on Warhammer Plus, right? (laughs) It's like, oh, oh, no, a lot of like if you look at a space marine versus a handful of gene stealers, you're like, ah, it's fine. They're 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 very squishy. Oh, no, but you put enough of them and it becomes a real problem. Just the whole theme of Tyranids and why I love them. So Mm -hmm. and a, a game we have not heard from in a while, Warcry. Yeah. I, that one was kind of a show stealer to a certain degree, I'd like to say. All right. That I terrain mean, is... Uh, yeah, the terrain yeah. is a show stealer. Yeah, definitely. I have mine pre-ordered. I, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been pretty quiet, finish. though, for a while. Like, we haven't... Warcry is just, you know, they released a bunch of warbands in that first box set. Then uh, everything went to hell and haven't really heard about it. But now uh, coming back strong with a whole new box set. Well, you know what I like about this box set too, apart from like just the, the all the amazing terrain, is that this box set it's this isn't a new edition. Like, nope. this is this is just more Warcry, and I'm that's the I'm thing is they've that. done they did a good job putting this game together. You know what mm. I mean? Like they haven't had to sort of tack nuke it and try again. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind of nailed it <laughs> first time around. And well, and, and what's funny is you can see the the foundation of. Warcry in the new kill team too. Right? Oh yeah, they definitely so like, oh, were like, oh, that this yeah. is what this is what it should be. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we got because this, that we was what we all right. said when when Warcry came out. You know, after we'd been playing, the, you know, old kill team, and then we yeah. play Warcry, and you're like, oh, this is what it could be. <laughs> yeah. This is what they okay. meant to do, but didn't do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then we start kicking rocks and buying Warcry and not playing <laughs> kill team anymore. I love a good creepy warband and not Conan on the other side there. What's wrong with Conan? No, he's just not Conan. He's legally no, okay, okay, not okay. Conan. You, you meant not, not, not Conan. You mean not, you meant Conan, not Conan in the sense that not dash Conan. Right. Like the same way my name is Jean-Francois. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it's, it's, yeah, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's kind of not Red Sonia in there too. A little bit. Yeah, either right. But yeah, before. that the it's the mining operation that's kind of great. Like there are sluices. Can you can, can you stand on them? What's you, in there? Is that you? a problem? Is, I don't well, know. They, they do talk about what the actual um was it vitrillium or some thing like they they, they specify what that uh, that ore is varanite. Um, so. But yeah, you're right. Like, did, can you can you stand it? Does it do? Does it have an effect? Because I mean, we got we got lava in catacombs, so yeah. 
you know, is this like that, but temporary? Like, is it less? Is it like, you can stand there, it's going to suck, but you could. And c- keeping in mind that Warcry is a very chaos thematic oriented game, as far as the background is concerned, um, is is this like an offshoot or an or comparable to Warpstone? Uh, is like is is it <laughs> how do I say is it to Warpstone what Eldari are to Eldars? <laughs> like, is it just a, 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 a more easily copyrightable word for right. a, a a chaos infused rock? Um, I mean they it is a realm stone they say. Uh-huh. Um, I so I don't know exactly what that means, but it does say it's a mutagenic all. substance so volatile that just one touch can give you an extra arm or head or it's simply turn you into a full-blown chaos song. Stone. It is. So, okay, all right, so there we are. Except so, it makes you a, a chaos spawn instead of a, a rat creature. That's yeah. the difference. The reason why they're rat creatures is because if you apply warp stone to a rat or a skaven, it makes you a rat creature. I but if you apply it to something right. else... And like, that's what the spider dudes want. They're like, more arms? Yeah. Yes, please. We're in. Ah, the, the fun thing about this also is that it opens the door like, oh, I want I want me a frogman army. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever read the parody that was available on the internet um, called The uh, Diary of a Chaos Space Marine? No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I will I will find that and send you a link, and your lives will be changed. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like something I need to read. Yeah. Our last games we saw from Warhammer Day was The Coming of Dungeon Bowl. Dungeon Bowl. If you're not familiar with uh, with Dungeon Bowl, it's it's a an older version of Blood Bowl they had. It was a little box game where basically you're you're duking out in a dungeon looking for treasure, but you're still playing Blood Bowl at the same time. So it gets really messy and uh, bloody, which is good. I mean, it sounds like a good time. And again, I like a I like a good box game. Yep, yep. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's this is this is one like Blood Bowl is one of those things where I. I have like a team I played for a while. I just couldn't, I couldn't get into the community locally because this goes back to my old joke that I was making at the beginning, like how intense they were. It's the same here. Um, like I, I dare not mention it because they'll just come out like from under the carpet and just be like, Oh, <laughs> did somebody say blood bowl? Are we doing this? <laughs> they literally come Wait, up whoa, whoa, from whoa, whoa, out whoa. of the dungeon and start to tell you about the good old days of blood bowl. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And like, I am, look, I'm super happy that yeah. people love it the way they love it. That yes. is absolutely great. It's hard. For but new it people. Is, it's, it's so hard for new people. It's so hard to get into because and this is going to sound weird. Like, as I love a welcoming community, but I'm an extremely shy individual. I don't, like, I don't like being overwhelmed. And Blood Bowl is that. Like, it's it's very hard to go play Blood Bowl at your local friendly gaming store and just sit down with a dude and have a game where the guy teaches you Blood Bowl. Yeah. It all becomes like it becomes weird very quickly. I, and I don't know if it's still like that. Like, I think a lot of that was also a symptom of how the Blood Bowl community felt abandoned and isolated while Games right. Workshop didn't support Blood Bowl. So it, it could be completely different now. 
I just I've, I've been burned, and I have a lot of box <laughs> games I want to get to before I get to Blood Bowl. Yeah. I I cannot tell people enough. Go buy and play Aeronautica Imperialist. It is by far the best game rules wise that you will find from Games Workshop. It is awesome. It is so easy to get into, and it is fun. Do it, do it before Games Workshop changes their mind. <laughs> uh, and and like we're, you were saying, like painting Aeronautica is it, one of the easier things to paint, right? Which also it, I think helps somebody who's trying to get into it. It can be, like, yeah. You can, it, it absolutely it's can. Based off of what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's super easy to just. It's do it's them basically up. how can I say it? it's it's the game that has the narrowest range of effort to result, in mm. the sense that yeah, that makes sense. In the sense that like all those basic techniques that you are taught to use for other models that oh. Uh, yeah, they say, oh, you put a base coat and then you then you put like a, a, a dry brush and a wash and a glaze and some highlights. Like all of these things that look okay on a normal model, but like they'll look great on an armor, but not that great on a cloak. Or they'll be fine on the, the skin, but they're terrible for um, the weapons. Like it's all kind of uneven, and it's but yeah. it's okay. When you do that on Aeronautica Imperialist planes, it works because yeah. of the scale so it makes you it makes it easy to get into the game paint those planes and go yeah that's a pretty good job and then move on to other games while still playing aeronautic imperialist so i that's it's one of the many reasons why i feel it's so welcoming i will say the new version of blood bowl they've greatly simplified it right it's not it's no longer just kind of like what they did with 40k, right? Your your it used to be your agility is this number. Here's 1800 modifiers. I can change what you need to do. Now it's you know your agility is a two plus. Here's maybe three different things that can change that, or you know whatever the case is. Yeah. So it's a lot more of a simple game, um, but there are definitely at least I mean same for me people that are locally intense about it, which is why I am in Division Two. Um, but hopefully. Dungeon Bowl uh, is just as entertaining as it was when I played it a long time ago. Good. Yeah. And another warband for Underworlds, the Black Powders Buccaneers. God so, damn it. So they'd hinted about the pirates, right? And so like there were like a lot of ways they could go, and this was not what the one I was expecting. I was expecting Iden of Deepkin. Oh, that'd have been fun. And to add to our, too obvious. to add to our menagerie of animals in uh in Underworlds, we now get a monkey and a parrot and a parrot, a monkey with a knife. Serious <laughs> George, <laughs> yeah. Um, now there was implications during the Warhammer Day presentation that like this would somehow overtake the crab, um, and that is just <laughs> categorically incorrect. I hate to break it to everyone, um, but you got to work pretty hard if you're going to overtake the crab. No, the the crab is our lord and master. Let's yeah. Just, let's I mean, they made a comic that. about it. <laughs> yes. He is very good, the crab. Mm. Yeah, I, it, it's, it's like, I don't even know what would beat the crab. I don't think anything could. Beat I don't think you can. I'm saying maybe a tiny dragon. 
they've already they are they are putting out a tiny dragon and he is i mean his base is amazing like he's like his entire base is like just there's a vampire holding it it's it's super complex and ornate but i they went all out for the decorative base on the tiny dragon but even that i don't think beats the crab uh i did order i did order uh my vampire with my warhammer plus uh voucher feel good about that so uh it was super cheap and finally we get to see this year's red gabo mm-hmm. riding a squig he's cute on the squig so they previewed the plush squig um, oh, yeah. a little while ago all right so here's the thing about the plush squig because then then they showed off the red gabo um which is adorable so then i'm like all right Alright, I wasn't crazy about the Nargling because he did not have enough sass. But but that that squig is real good. Yeah, I want that you have squig to, pretty bad. You have to go to the <laughs> store to order the squig. To order him? You, you, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'll, I'll like, do. I'm gonna. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm gonna. I, I like need to go to the store to go get some cards anyways. During the five minutes that my local games workshop store is open, I guess I'll go there, but... So, yeah. I did get myself a, a plush Nurgling. Um, I just ordered it direct from the store, Koyo, or who was ever making it. And it is true that he is not sassy enough. He's not sassy. But I just, what he lacks I just in sass, sassy Nurgling. he makes up for an open source. So. He, he does have that going for him. But so, he... um... <laughs> I, of course, sorry, saw the squig after order the Nurgling. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. No, I just want the squig. Nurgling is, I mean, he's fine. I'm just, he's fine. I'm not that much into chaos. That is how I would classify but, him as fine. But yeah, this uh, bouncer, the, the squig, um, looks. Oh, God. Like, he looks harried. He looks. Uh, he, he's, he's seen some shit. He has been. He's, he's been places, he's oh, seen yeah. things. Uh, I can confirm that the squig is not available from the Koyo store directly. <sighs> Bummer. So I don't know what I'm going to do with the the red gobo on that on Bouncer because, uh-huh. but I I guarantee I will find a way to incorporate him into my beast snaggers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, my brother actually had a very good suggestion because one thing I did once. Um, <sighs> long time ago literally decades ago was i wanted a hive tyrant but i wanted my hive tyrant to be inspired by uh kerrigan the queen of blades from starcraft 2 so what i did is i did the conversion and i put it on a humongous base that would basically put it to the same scale as a normal hive tyrant so no one could say anything about the aiming and yep. like it was it was perfect. It was fine. And I could do the same with this. Because <laughs> my initial thought was I'll just use him as base decoration for another character. But I don't know. I feel like he deserves more. <laughs> yeah. War boss on uh, Squigasaur. So the question becomes, <laughs> yeah, no, no, definitely a war boss on Squigazor. Now the question becomes, do I keep, do I convert him to remove the Christmas theme, or do I embrace the Christmas theme fully and put him on a 
an enormous pile of gifts. Oh, yes. <laughs> Do that. Do that. That are definitely all bombs. Yes. Because then <laughs> that means... Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, but because then that means I'm only playing him around the holidays. I mean, it might be worth it. I think it might cute. be. I think it might be. The uh, the Goblin Blood Bowl team comes with a ball that is stuffed with explosives. Every kid wants a football. See, see, it's starting already. Everything we talk about. You didn't even make it through a full episode. I know. It's... <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I know how this works. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Because <laughs> um, <clears throat> so that was that was Warhammer, the Warhammer preview. I think you know good stuff across every every game they have. Um, we also with the release of the new Kill Team box. I don't know if anybody out there picked this up in the article. I'm sure somebody did, but. They also mentioned that, you know, the new Tau Pathfinder kit, because you get Pathfinders with a new upgrade screw, upgrade mm-hmm. upgrade screw, are going to be one of the first new codexes of 2022. Yeah. Which is exciting. I don't, the thing is, the, the Tau themselves don't need much as, as far as new models are concerned. Yeah. They're doing all right. So that means that if they are going to give them new kits, we're looking at maybe some new crudes. I'd love that. Mm. I would love like new crude hounds and like the head, like the the, the crew talks, like just bringing back this aspect of the army that's been neglecting neglected for a couple of codexes. Yeah, it'd be great if if they would, you know, like you said, do different kinds of crude or, you know, they always talk about how they have the uh, human auxiliaries that they sort of bring into the fold. Just seeing something like that would be great too. Mm-hmm. No, I would like give give me like the Tau that have like a psychic unit because they they have this now this new race of psychers that they they've mm. quote unquote recruited like as a result of the um of, of the whole psychic awakening. G- give me stuff to bite into as far as new Tau lore. It feels like it's just, well, there's a new sphere of expansion, and with that, we've got new battle suits, and it's always that. Yeah, they, they've been pushing the, the new battle suits for a while. So I have to, time to focus on the little guys. Mm-hmm. And, and especially uh, focus on the aspect of the fact that the Tau Empire were supposed to be this all-inclusive, we-recruit-other-races thing. Yeah. Like, that yeah. was their gimmick. Yeah, they just... they they quote-unquote convince you to be on their side yeah and I they're would... like like a, a less genetically invasive gene stealer cult yeah it's the same idea yeah, but... just you know but you get you, to keep you... your dna here's the extra bit i want i want them to have like i want them to use that to do a couple of dumb things I want him to have like one character that is clearly from another established Xenos race, <laughs> like basically a, an orc character that says, "No, no, no, yeah, sure, my was joining the Tau Empire." Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, someone's got to do that. Like at some point, some Eldar is going, "Yeah, sure, we're joining." Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like there should be like, or just 
have him be a diplomat, like a Zeno's diplomat from mm-hmm. another race, show as one of the elite choices would be like it would just add a lot of flavor, and it gives him a bit carte blanche to do something funky for the gameplay and for the rules of it. Yeah. And with so with Genestar cults, um, the custodes and Tau down. We're sort of getting into the towards the Xeno stuff. Wait, wait, wait! I have, I have, I have a list. <laughs> oh, excellent. So we know we know so, we got Imperial Guard, right? That's sort of the one main. So here's the thing: is like, like you're saying, oh, we're getting to the Xenos, but we kind of are and aren't. Hmm. There's still a lot of like of, of generic Imperial stuff. So I have three tiers of codexes um, in my list here. I have tier one, which is the codexes that have come out or been announced. Okay. And then I have tier two, which are codexes that are going to happen based on previous codexes that have happened. And then I have a tier three, which are codexes that have happened or haven't happened. They're, I mean, they're listed in the faction options, but they're they're so tiny and and usually supplements or some other stuff. So it's mm. it's a toss up whether we'll see them or not. Okay. And of that tier two, we still have Death Watch, we have the Astro Militarum, we have Imperial Knights, Chaos Demons, and Chaos Space Marines. They're not Xenos, but of Xenos, all we have left really is Craft Worlds, Tau, Tyranids, and Harlequins. They uh, they already did Death Watch. That was one of the first ones they did. Death Watch? Yeah, oh, it, it was it, from uh, one tier it was actually together. it came out um, the first like December after this edition was released. This is it. how much I care about. I know, I know. <laughs> but but luckily that's one off the uh, the not Xenos list. Off the list, yeah. No. Yeah, I mean my 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 third tier is generally speaking. All potential Codex Space Marine supplements, yeah. like five of them, and then maybe Unary and maybe Inquisition. But we do get kind of an Inquisition Codex in the Octarius book, the first one. Yeah. So eh, maybe we don't get Inquisition because also some of these units are like blended into the Sisters of Battle Codex. So. Yeah, I mean, we're not exactly looking at that rich of a future for Xenos, except if they really go all out on a few of those. Because we know Craft Worlds have a lot of potential for units to be redone. Um, there, there's a lot of freaking fine cast kids in there, kids in there, and yeah. no one's happy about that. The Tau have the potential to have a lot of cool things, like redoing the crude and tossing in a couple new things. Fun to be had. Tyranids, I always love me some new Tyranids, mm-hmm. although it's kind of hard to know where they would go. Like, I, I know one model I'd like to see. It would be kind of like a Norn Queen Dominatrix dual kit that's night size. Like, that would be the awesome. best. And there's a couple of things that need to be plastic, like Pyrovores, Biovores, Lictor. I'd love to see a small unit, a uh, new troop choice in the gaunt size, something that explodes with acid would be neat. Ooh. I have rules in my head for that. I like it. Comics workshop. But then it brings us to kind of like the runs of the litter as far as Xenos are concerned. And it's the, the ones that have barely any, any kit, the Harlequins and Yanari. Mm. Now, 
Harlequins, you could add a ton of things in there, including, but not limited to, an awesome avatar of Sigurash model. Now, who wouldn't lose their goddamn mind painting an Eldar, an Eldar god? Hmm? Please. Mm-hmm. All right. And, I mean, you, there needs to be other things. Like, you need to expand on that army a bit because you just don't have that much. Canary are in a very weird place because we know that, I mean, they've got their three HQs, which an army doesn't make. But at the same time, when they re-released the plastic um, Screaming Banshee, Howling Banshees, they did make it clear that there was a head option for them to be Yanari specifically. Is this something we're going to see in other kits for the, the for, for the craft worlds, that they have a Yanari option? Uh, and then do we see more Yanari models that are brought into, like, a codex? Because that would be exciting, right? Yeah, that'd be really cool. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they. it'll be interesting when they get to craft worlds what they do with the aspect warriors, right? Because right as we said, as you said, currently they're besides Howling Banshees, they're all fine cast. Is it going to be six new kits, or you know maybe two or three kits where it's you can make this or this, this with some different bits? It'll be interesting to see what they do. There was definitely a time where I would spend a little too much energy trying to cut between how were they going to make dual kits of these fangs. And I don't feel that's as necessary as it used to be. Mm-hmm. They seem like, cause be- before there seemed to be like a limit to how many SKUs and, and, yeah. and variety of products they were willing to have available. Yeah. And I feel like the roof's been a bit blown up on this. Mm. Like they they seem very comfortable with saying, yeah, we're just gonna make a kit of this, and yeah, that shall be fine. So, I don't know, man. Like the the sky's the limit. I mean, for all we know, they're just gonna even toss in like a new aspect warrior, or oh. maybe they're gonna bring in those aspect warriors that are forge world only right yeah, now. The There's aspectors. so many things it could do. And that like the bare minimum <laughs> is just giving us some plastic models, but yeah, they, the... they can go so far with this. My Eldar bank account is slowly growing, just waiting. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not Eldars are something I'm gonna be very excited if they do really cool things with, but I won't be touching until I've caught up on so many other things. So never. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, he gets stuff done. True. That is true. But then I get more stuff that's not. <laughs> well, yeah, but like like you were saying, right? That's the wild card is all the different chaos space marine or space marine sub factions that they could just willy nilly throw in there. If they can go an entire year, like I, I look, I am the Xenos loveresque, most Xenos lover of the Xenos lovering. But at the same time, because I have so many freaking xenos models to do i am very comfortable saying if games workshop wants to take an entire year of just catching up on space marine codexes and (laughs) supplements and giving us like please give us like two new codexes of chaos space marines for thousand sons and uh not thousand sons uh emperor's children and and world eaters Mm -hmm. go right ahead more give me more demon engines let yes, me build absolutely. a dark oh, mechanicum army. 
absolutely. Do like take twelve months, Games Workshop, please. That way I can catch up on the rest of my garbage, and then you can go. You can do like the year of Xenos we forgot. <laughs> There's gonna be something spooky in there somewhere. This this is how it works. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Get 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 all the primaris lieutenants out of your system. <laughs> it should keep you busy for like 13, 14 months. Well, now they're on to sergeants now, right? Not the last one was lieutenant, but before that was a sergeant. So, listen, <laughs> we all have a, we all have opinions about that. But <laughs> yeah, rank ranked prime ranked space marines. That's what they are. I don't care what they, I don't care what their resume says. So we don't we didn't get a date for UW for another preview, but I'm sure we'll probably see one uh, at Adepticon at least. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they they. I wonder if they'll do one for like now that they have their like nice studio and stuff. Mm. I wonder if they'll do one for like the holiday boxes and that kind of stuff, like just for the sake of content. Oh, yeah, that's oh right. We don't know what the uh, holiday I, yeah. I forgot about the holiday. Yeah, I, no, sorry about the that. only one who's really terrified about the holiday boxes well are I mean, you worried you're gonna want them or yeah what All what right. do you think what do you think they'll be i mean i am expecting an orc one at least right there will be a space marine one yeah yeah, yeah there's, there's always some variety of um I, well what have we not seen in a while as box sets that would be neat i, I could mean, see an orc one maybe a big gene stealer cult box to go with the, yeah. the codex, right? oh, man yeah <laughs> <laughs> And usually, what there's usually four, four or five for each each game. Uh, yeah. Usually four. Yeah, four. it's usually four. So something space marines, orcs, gene stereo cult, and something chaos like. Yeah. Mm. Maybe a thousand suns. They just recently came out. Mm. Could be. <sighs> Please let it not be anything <laughs> I want. <laughs> oh, that's you know, there's gonna be at least one thing. No, I yeah. don't. Here's the thing: like, I keep bemoaning. Oh, I don't want one of these boxes to be something I desire. But I never buy them anyway. Yeah, they, I mean they're a good bundle deal, but usually, if if it's an army you're into, you already have the stuff anyway. Well, yeah. it's because here's the thing with December that kind of is like saves me is we get to December and I go, oh look at these cool deals! I could get great models for a decent price, har har har. And then I look at how much I need to spend on gifts and stuff, and I go, no, I've got models, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, don't need any more. <laughs> Plus, Adepticon is like not far. Yeah. But who and knows? I need so to save like, for Adepticon because I'm going to need some Forge World models. A holiday yeah. box set could inspire a different army for Adepticon. No. Oh, Shut yeah. up, Matt. No, we can't. Why don't you I, talk about, no, but December talk about is Bowl. too late for me to switch gears again. I know. Exactly. <laughs> don't even say it. Actually, no. December is kind of like my... Uh, like, January 1st is my, my limit chance. date for switching gear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We cannot mm-hmm. change after that point. You're locked in. It doesn't matter how bad it is. This is what we're doing. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's hard being a gamer, yo. Yeah, so much good stuff. Like, I, got, I have to rant about the community. I have to paint models. I, I have to plan purchases. I have to update my, my codex list of what's out and not. Apparently, I'm not doing that right. So. Keep up on all the animations and stuff on Warhammer uh, no, I'm, TV. I, not, I'm... I didn't think so. That's no, game I'm... behind, too. Work, work. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, how horrible that our hobby is basically in its golden it's so, age. Seriously. I just, need oh. get, just need to get rid of that work thing. Then I have all the hobby time I need. I'm just going to quit and go paint models in the fridge. I see you're painting trolls. Yes, I like good thematic. <laughs> I think I found a niche, and I'm going to stick with it. All right, guys. Well, that was the Warhammer preview day. Let us know what you liked from the preview, what you think the next codices after Tau may be, and what holiday box that you think JF should buy when they appear. <laughs> no. no. God damn it. Don't. Leave me alone. I've already got dumb plans. I don't need more. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, um, Jeff and Amy have an awesome podcast called Aquila, which is a storytelling podcast. And Jeff also had a book come out recently, which is available, should be available everywhere now, right? Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You just, if, you, if, you, if you're looking for any of my books, you can go to Amazon and just search my name, or you can go to a any bookstore and you can find either, um, I, you can order my sci-fi books, book or you can find my horror books in the horror section, I guess, under my name. And you know how books work. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhist Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhist Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies.